you know, I had this cheer trying to get somebody to make some noise. It's sad. Sickening, really. Somehow they coached me into doing this. On the run out, Dortmund oh. Aswell comes out of nowhere and swipes it away against the window. Is it bad that they're on the bubble? It adds excitement. There's just too much nonsense right now. Paulie's a legend. All right. That's the thing about the a ACC. Legend. See Putty throw it up. Oh, okay. Goodness. Okay, buddy. With his monster. To the rim for Put things on the ground. I said, yo, is that a truth? Friend of the program, Dave McMenamin. That's all I want on my gravestone someday. He was a friend of the program. Gerard, a deep three. Got it. Fans might want to get used to seeing that. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Stephen Fonte, Pauly Sebelia with you up until 2 o'clock. We have just one guest lined up for you today. Mike McAllister will be on with us at 1230. He's the publisher of Syracuse on SI. We're going to talk all things SU basketball with Mike McAllister and the transfer portal. And we want to hear from you, and I'm sure we will hear from you at 315-437-7644. We've got... uh, Two hours of uh, of therapy, essentially, today, Pauly, uh, for the SU fan base. Uh, not one, not two, but now three players have entered the transfer portal. Uh, Jim Beheim telling Brent Axe yesterday that he expected four to six guys would be leaving the program. Uh, the one that we just found out about within the last hour, uh, this one hurts. Kadari Richmond entering the transfer portal, uh, joining Robert Braswell and John Bolajak. Yeah, hey. Maybe I'm just an old grumpy guy, and maybe I've been around a long time, but Syracuse is going to be fine. Syracuse basketball is going to be fine. It's bigger than Kadari Richmond. It's bigger than Robert Braswell. It's bigger than John Bolajak. We'll all be bitter for a couple days, and next year we'll be cheering on a team that's probably going to the tournament again and probably going to win a game or two in the tournament, and everything will be okay. I'm usually not the, the, the positive guy, but everything's going to be fine, guys. I I have a feeling you're in the minority today uh, in terms of uh, the, the people that we'll, we will hear from uh, throughout the show. Fan base is very upset about this, and, and it's – I mean, this is a big loss. There, there's no way around no, it. No, it I, is. I point, Paulie, and you've been doing this a long time, and you've been around this program a long time, and generally everything is okay, and I get that. Um, and it, listen, the the – the state of college basketball has changed, right, with the, the transfer rule changing and everybody's going into the portal these days. But it doesn't make this sting any less, the fact that you've got this exceptional talent in Kadari Richmond that, you know, Jim Beheim just said, you know, he's a he's an offseason away from being, you know, a phenomenal player. And you've got, theoretically, I mean, you're not going to, you wouldn't have kept him for four years, but he's got four years of eligibility left. Um, and just to, to see what he can blossom into. I mean, it's it's a shame that, that locally we're not going to be able to see that, enjoy it, and 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 not see Syracuse basketball reap the benefits of what he brings to the table. And yeah. it's, there, there is no doubt that this is a this is a hard one to swallow. It is uh, for the program and a hard one to swallow for the fans. But it's also based on what we are, what everybody's complaining about is limited time, limited time and seeing him. That's what it's based on. He's a very good basketball player. He could go flame out somewhere else, for all we know. You know, everybody's acting like he's going to go be be an All American and leave in, in a year. It, it could happen. It's just you got to look at it. He doesn't want to be here. Maybe this is another thing. If the kid doesn't want to be here, bye. You know, that's that, that's how I look at it. If you know, if you 
if you wanted to be here, stay. If not, go. You know, well, what can you do? There's gonna Syracuse is gonna pick up players also. You know, um, they got a junior starting at point guard. They'll be fine. They will be fine. Everybody, everybody, calm down. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four is the number. I guess you know. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Kadari uh, on the show today. Um, I was not surprised, and I don't think anything's going to surprise me this off season, right? Um, you know, we're seeing what's going on with the women's program right now. They've had six departures in addition to Tiana Mungakahia, so seven players leaving that program. Tiana's going to play pro ball. They've got six others in the portal right now, and we're talking about players who play. We're talking about Digna Stroutmanon. We're talking about uh, you know Emily Engsler putting her name in. Kiki Lewis put her name in yesterday. Um, you know Kiki and Digna both started every single game this past season. This is the way it's going to be, I think, for for a little bit. This is going to be the trend in college basketball that um, you know the grass is greener somewhere else. That if there's something not quite right, you look around, you you pick your spot. So I don't think anything's necessarily going to surprise me. The the two announcements yesterday did not surprise me at all. You know, the fact that Robert Braswell wants to find a, a new spot. We know Benny Williams is coming in. We don't know what, what Quincy's going to do. Quincy, uh, you know, there was a report out yesterday from Donna that uh, Donna Detota that that he has, you know, decided that he's going to test the, the NBA draft waters. Good for I him. think we all like, fully expected him to. I mean, it it just makes sense, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's that's smart. To, to go and, and test it out and see where he stands. And, and you know, he may very well come back, um, but why not? I mean, they changed the rule to help the players to, you know, get feedback and they can they can see where they stand before they make that decision whether to stay or go. I think Quincy probably comes back, um, but I it doesn't surprise me that he's going to test the waters. doesn't surprise me Braswell and John Bolajak are moving on. Yeah. This one today did surprise me. That that Kadari's leaving because I don't think there's any doubt that he has a bright future, whether it's here or somewhere else. Um, and he's in, you know, he's been in the crunch time lineup, uh, you know, playing on a team that that went to the Sweet 16. And you know, I know people will say that well, they were an 11 seed and they barely got in, but he's in the crunch time lineup for Syracuse basketball. And their track record with guards in this program. It's pretty darn good track record when you look at the last 10, 12 years and guys moving on to the to, the, to play at the next level and, and to play professionally. Um, so this one surprises me. I, I think he was in a good spot. He was going to play a ton, and he had a bright future here. Yeah. Um, and he's you know he's given that up to to go somewhere else, and and that so that yeah it surprises me. There is a uh, there's a chance he transfers up too. You know, you you could see a Robert Braswell maybe, you know, they, they go in and they usually leave, but a Robert Braswell may go in and see, you know what, nobody, there's nobody at the level, I'm not going to play anywhere at the level of Syracuse, right? You know, is it worth it for someone like that to go, go play somewhere else that's not well, at the level of Syracuse? Play, I, I, I can't. I, you know, well, it's not my decision anyway, but I, I can't take issue with anybody who wants to go play, right? If they're not getting time and, and, and we know Benny Williams is coming in, uh, Quincy may be back. We don't know the status of Alan Griffin. Um, you know, we don't know who else they're going to pick up in the portal. And, you know, Robert Braswell had to scratch and claw his way onto the floor, you know, this year. Um, and at the end of the year, he started to get a lot of time. You look at what he did in the postseason and, 
You know, he averaged seven points per game in the postseason, those those five games, the two at the ACC tournament, the three in the NCAA tournament. He was getting 20-plus minutes. Um, but that was at the very end of, you know, his third year. Um, I, so the fact that he wants to go somewhere and play, I, I don't – I can't take an issue with that. Um, and you said, you know, Kadari may may transfer up. We're going to have to see how this thing plays out with Kadari. Um, I, I get the feeling – if he's putting his name into the portal, I, I get the feeling he probably knows what his next move is already. Right. I, I don't know if you get that feeling. No, I do. But and, he's and in a pretty rumors. good spot right now. There's and so if if he, uh, yeah, right. Go ahead, Paul. There's rumors that Kentucky likes him, and I know Seton Hall recruited him heavily. That's not a move up, but it's a Big East school. It's close to home, you know. Uh, so who knows? But I don't think he's leaving Syracuse to go to Seton Hall. You don't know. You don't know what's in anybody's mind, you know? Like, I don't get why he's leaving, you know? I got a question for you, Steve, and maybe Jordan can look this up for us. Did they get rid of the transfer within conference rules, too? Yes. They did? So you can trans- it's like you, it's, you can go anywhere you want. That's absolutely yeah. it, stupid. It's absolutely it was, insane. It was actually recently announced. It was within uh, all the days run together for me, but I want to say within the last month, uh, the ACC announced that formally. That is that uh, you could go anywhere you want. That's horrible. That is horrible. Why do you hate it so much? Because coaches can be in contact with, like, it's illegal, but God knows what's going on. You know, a kid's, they see a kid on Syracuse who's not playing. Because they see him every, you know, like twice a year or watch the games. And now they can get in his ear somehow. It's You shouldn't be able to transfer within within conference. Yeah, they uh, they recently changed that. So he can go anywhere he wants to go. I saw the report out today that, you know, Florida State and Kentucky uh, reportedly were, uh, you know, interested in him. I, th- I think a lot of people are going to be interested in him. I don't think he's leaving Syracuse to go to Seton Hall. Um, but uh, as you said, nothing would surprise you. I don't think anything would it's, would necessarily surprise me. But I, I don't think he's I don't think he's transferring down. I sadly think for these kids, a lot of them, it's going to be the grass is greener. You know, maybe not for Kadari, but a lot of them. I'm going to say 99 percent of them are going to end up hating these decisions that they make. Okay. Um, Maybe. I mean, you know, it'd be interesting to catch up with, you know, Jalen Carey and Bryson Goodine and Howard Washington. Um, you know, Bryson and, and Jalen in particular. Because I don't think Howard was, was really in their plans. Yeah. CBW asking a question that's absolutely ridiculous right now on Twitch. And I, I feel like this is encapsulates the fan base a lot. How far down, in quotes, is Seton Hall from SU? It's a huge step down. I've said this all season long. You know how many schools would kill to be Syracuse if they lose Kadari Richmond. Syracuse is still a top ten basketball program, guys. Overall, all together, you know how many people would want to coach here. You know how many people would want to play here. You, you, you'll get over it. This, you know, Syracuse doesn't have years like Duke had this year. Syracuse doesn't have years like Kentucky did this year. They don't. You know, as great as Duke's runs have been, Syracuse doesn't have years like that. It's it's gonna be okay. All right, three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Dave in Syracuse, kicking us yeah. off on the show today. Hey, Dave. Hey guys. Hey, uh, um, 
first off, this yeah, this was I think was the worst news any SU fan probably was dreading. Um, I know Polly keeps saying things are fine, things are fine. Polly, I think you're a little too nonchalant. Me personally, you know, that's me. You're very nonchalant, just like you were for the Houston game. Oh, no big deal. Um, but you know, that's neither here or there. But I think this is this is a tremendous blow. There's nobody that watched this team all year that thinks Joe Girard and Kadari are the same player. Nobody. If you think if you think this isn't a big loss, then I don't know what to tell you. Because and Joe played well down the stretch. He really did. But he's not Kadari Richmond. He is not. He would be a, you know, my my idea of him would be he could have backed up both spots and came off the bench because he, he's better off the ball. He's not a natural point guard. And just the defense alone that Kadari brings, that's a huge loss. If we get somebody else, you're talking about the transfer portal, we see what happens, how long it takes to play the zone. The Allen uh, Griffin. It's it's not that easy just to plug somebody in with his talent. And uh, the fire Seton Hall you mentioned, yeah, it is a step down historically as a program. But if a coach is whispering, hey, 30, 35 minutes a night, it's yours, your ticket to the NBA, who knows? Maybe he could end up there. You know, nothing will surprise me. You both said that. Um, it's just this is a big loss, and who knows what we're going to get in the transfer portal. We got a good recruit coming in, but <laughs> the point guard situation is unsettled because as much as I like Joe, and I'm a big fan of Joe's, I don't think he's an upper echelon ACC point guard. All right, Dave, uh, appreciate you checking in. 315-437-7644. Yeah, I I don't think there's any way around it, Paulie. I mean, this one one stings today. I I mean, this was the one guy that everybody was pointing to saying, you know, it it doesn't matter who else leaves. He's the the one that's got to stay. And... um, and and it didn't take him long to uh, to make that decision that he's uh, he's hitting the road. I, I'm willing to bet money that I guarantee you by four games into the season, nobody's worried about where Kadari Richmond is next year. But really, yeah, it's everything's gonna be. I don't get like, everything's gonna be okay with the program. I I don't get it. Like, it, what if he came and went pro? This year, and he had played. What if he had played forty minutes like everybody wanted? He wouldn't be here this year if he played forty minutes like everybody wanted, and he's as great as everybody's saying. He'd be in the NBA if he's as good as everybody's saying. We wouldn't have him next year, anyways. Look at it that way. Right, you'll be fine. I mean, that is <laughs> that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, I don't think fans are going to look at it like. That. I guess my my point is that this was tough. This one would have been tough whether he went to the NBA or to the G league or, you know, to, uh, to Kentucky, um, or, you know, decided to change sports and play football. I mean, this one's, this one's tough because of everything he brought to the table and, you know, fans were legitimately excited about next year. He's not going to the NBA. We know he's not going to the NBA. Um, fans were legitimately excited about the core group coming back. You know, even if Marek leaves, even if Robert Braswell leaves, even if I don't know, Alan Griffin leaves, well, you know, they'll at least have, you know, Buddy and Joe and Kadari and Quincy and, and you know, and Jesse. And, and, and people were excited about that core. And, you know, I mean, Jim Beheim even name-checked him, right, after the game on Saturday um, that, that he was, you know, part of that core that he thought would be coming back. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, and, and I'm sure Kadari's got his reasons, uh, he's, he's decided to move on. So I, I get your point, Paulie, that everything will be fine and we have 45 years to look back on and say, okay, you know, he, he, things generally are fine. I get that. They could go out and get a fifth-year uh, senior. This, this, 
this one stinks. Yeah. It, and and then that'll that'll cushion the blow. But today, I, I understand why why fans are upset and and fans are are having a, a tough time with this one because he was here. Uh, we saw what he could do, and his future his future is bright. I mean, there, there's no doubt right. about that. The the um, issue I and, have is and the he, fan base is to go this is tur- it's it's turning into a Joe. It, this is on Joe and Coach thing is where I have the issue. You know, well. I don't think this is on Joe. I mean, he doesn't make the decisions, right? I mean, they, no. I, I understand. But listen that, to how people are, are talking. Upset. Like, you know, it's in look at our Twitch chat. It's like, I I don't know. You, I, I don't get it. Kadari's gone. You, you know, it's what can you do, though? Like, we're fans. That's it. And we can be upset for a day. I think they would be a better team with Kadari Richmond, but he's not coming back now. So, so now you got to hope that the coaching staff has something in their bag of tricks, and they can pull out uh, someone or get a late recruit to come in. Well, they'll they'll lose some guys to the portal, and they'll get some guys yeah. from the portal. Yeah, whoever they get from the portal is is that is that player going to be as good as Kadari? I think that's the that's the question. And I know you mentioned Samir Torrance last night um, to me, and you know we were kind of going back and forth on on text. Um, you know, he would make a lot of sense. Q's guy went to Marquette and, you know, he, he, he was a starter and then he lost his job and the playing time wasn't quite there. And I mean, that makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Um, is he Kadari Richmond? I, I think most would, you know, based on the sample size we've seen, most would say he's not quite Kadari Richmond. Could he come in and be a good player? Yeah, I think he could come in and be a good player. So yeah, they're going to lose guys to the portal. They're going to get guys from the portal and, you know, they'll, they'll have, you know, Capable bodies in uniforms next year. I think that the thing that stings is that, you know, you had this this amazing talent right here in uniform already and knows the system, and we saw in the Syracuse uniform what he could do in that zone, and it, it hurts that he's leaving. Um, and I, I think the perception from the outside looking in, and we don't know this to be the case, but the perception from the outside looking in is, you know, he wanted to be here, he wanted to play here, and, you know, he was – he was unhappy again. Perception, unhappy with the time. I don't know if that's true. I would, again, we 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 don't know what what's been talked about behind the scenes, behind closed doors. Um, but that would be the perception that he wants to go somewhere and and be the guy. And um, I think that's the that's the part that that fans are having a tough time with is, you know, they they want him to stay, and I get it. I I, I get that you want him to stay. Let's go back to the phone lines at three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Jake in Syracuse up next on the show. Hey, Jake. Hey, guys, I was having a rough day. Thanks for making it worse. No problem. Anytime. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I Need don't to be the bearer of bad news, as they say. I'm, I'm just the yeah. messenger. I'm just the messenger, Jake. I mean, wasn't Deion Waiters the fourth pick in the NBA draft coming off the bench for Syracuse? Yes. You couldn't have done that? It did happen. Okay. Well, Michael Carter-Williams also said his freshman year. Played yeah, less than Kadari. came in and got drafted. It, you it, know, I, I really wanted to talk about Quincy Guerrier. I mean, I see a lot of things on... on social media like saying goodbye it's like you know calm down you and Aaron Rodgers everybody out there listening R-E-L-A-X okay he's just going to work out he wants to see what he needs to improve on I think when Quincy came in his freshman year he was shooting a lot of threes because he wanted to impress NBA scouts you know so now you know he doesn't have an agent this is a deep draft uh, originally in the season, I know there was some, some grass where he was, you know, in the second round or whatever, and he kind of fell off. Everybody calm down. I think Quincy's coming back. Thanks for taking my call. 
All right, Jake. Um, I, I tend to think Quincy's coming back as well. Uh, um, it, it's just good business to go out and, yeah, you know, test out the waters, see what kind of feedback you get, see what scouts are saying about your game, what you need to work on, so on and so forth, and then and then come back and and try to you know put that feedback into practice and and make yourself put yourself in a better position for the following year. I, I think he's coming back as well. Yeah, the word, but as the, I said, nothing would surprise me, especially these days. You know, the, maybe he. You know, decides he wants to get paid to play basketball, but I, I do think he's coming back. The the worst that could happen for Kadari, and that's who you care about in this situation, is or uh, Quincy. What's best for Quincy is what you worry about. Is he goes and he kills it at the uh, at the combine and he gets himself money in a job. <laughs> that's the worst that happens for Quincy in that. Now, us as selfish Syracuse fans will be upset if it happens like it did for O'Shea, but we'll have to get over that too. You know, so. They come and go. All right, keep the phone calls coming. 315-437-7644. We've got to take our first time out. We've got Mike McAllister set to join us at 1230. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at Sorry, Steve. I'm playing bumps that are sad. All right, Stephen Fonte, Paulie Sibilia, back with you on a, a depressing Tuesday edition of Orange Station. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kadar I Richmond shouldn't be laughing at a day like today. <laughs> no. No laughter, Paul. Oh. Only tears. Oh. Robert Braswell, John Bolajock, now Kadari Richmond, all in the transfer portal. And with that in mind, let's go back to the phone lines. 315-437-7644. Jim in Pennsylvania up next on the show. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. Listen, I, you know, I, I've said this before. I'm so thankful for this run that we've had this year. Um, and, you know, I'll be the first to say Jimmy's right in that the people that criticized and said, you know, they weren't going to do anything. They got into the tournament. They got to the Sweet 16 with this group of kids without any superstars. We had one top 100 kid who's now put himself into the portal. And my concern is this. I'm not here. I really don't want to criticize because, again, Jimmy is in the Hall of Fame. All the stuff he says when anybody questions him, he's right. There's no challenging that. he's, He's done a lot, to say the least. But how do we encourage you know, the other day on, on the online feed with all the former players and, you know, one of my all-time favorites, Sherman, Sherman Douglas, Sherman said, hey, guys, when are we going to get McDonald's All-Americans to start coming back to Syracuse like we all were when we came here? And my question is, if one kid we get in the top 100 sends the message, yeah, I'm going to have to stay behind guys that were – as Jimmy said himself, 300 in the rankings and 306 or whatever their numbers were way up there. Why, if I'm one of the top players in the country, would I want to come somewhere where the message is, oh, it doesn't matter what you're ranked. It doesn't matter what the hype is around you. You're going to play behind these other kids because I'm going to prove a point that I can win with these other kids. And guess what? We got to the Sweet 16, but that's not what any of us want. You know, Jay Wright has two national championships and, you know, all these other coaches that came out of nowhere and started winning 
in places. I love that we won in 03. We all know we should have had more. We got robbed in 87. But how are we getting back to playing for national championships when we seem to be running off the top players? I understand the point. Um, you know, I can I can tell you that Benny Williams is coming in, and and he's uh, you know a legit. You know, depending on what service you look at, he's a legit top thirty guy, top twenty five, top twenty in some cases. Um, talent. Uh, I can tell you that Darius Baisley, you know, was a was an All American that that chose to come here and then chose not to come here and went to the G League. Or Dior Johnson was, you know, considered among the top players in the country forget point guards uh you know he verbally committed here and then uh you know mutual parting of ways um i can tell you all that i know that's that's not what anybody wants to hear today um so it's as i said this one stings i mean there's there's no way there's no way around it there's no way to sugarcoat this one uh now here i go again you that was a very good call it's just you got to have a, a lower bar than a national championship you know how hard it is to win a national championship? Like, should they be in contention for one? Yeah, I'll take that. Yes, they should be. But being national champs, come on. It, let's be realistic about things, you know? It drives me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the, the better thing, instead of national championship, the better thing to talk about would be getting back to the point where you're you're a top 20 team on a regular basis right because you're right it is it is hard to win a national title i mean just ask uh you know the all the favorites that got knocked out of this tournament like in illinois or in ohio state um that you know went into this tournament thinking that they could make a run and and they were out you know before the end of the first weekend it is tough to win a national championship look at kelvin sampson he's he cheated his ass off and he doesn't have one (laughs) (laughs) it's not Um, easy even when you're cheating but for you know, for fans to hope and long for the days of you know being a top twenty team on a regular basis, I think you know that is a realistic expectation you know for this program and has been a realistic expectation for this program. And you know, how do you get back to that? Um, you know that 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 is something I know that that fans uh, certainly long for, and I I understand that. Let's get one more phone call in, then we'll get to Mike McAllister, Vito, and Liverpool up next. Hey, Vito. Hey, guys. Okay. I'm not happy today, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to talk a little bit about Jesse, and I'm going to tie it into this Kadari thing. Okay, the other day I called and I said uh, taking Jesse out of that game was horrible. Then you guys, uh, if I had a leash there, I could have, you know, we, I want to go back and forth with you guys sometimes because when I hang up, you misinterpret what I'm saying. So when I hung up, then you guys said, Jesse's definitely not the reason they lost the game. Taking him out is definitely not the reason. Yet you point to two plays, so you kind of contradict your own logic. You're talking about the 10-footer that he took, that he missed, uh, getting the ball stripped from him, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. by your, he had a plus 24 in that game. When they were down 17-5, he came in. They're tied 20-20. They take him out. They're down 30-20. So Beheim says, and this is the other thing, says he was tired. I wanted to know if I asked you guys to find out, did Jesse ask to come out? Not if he no, was actually how would we, tired. How would we know that, Vino? How, how would we know? You would, Polly. Do you do you actually who sits on the side of the court and can see Jesse asking to come out? That's all I'm asking. Did he ask to come out? I, I was in Syracuse. I, I don't know. We we no. called the games from the and, and from that, TV. One, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to be combative here, Vito. But that is one of the problems with COVID is that we're not at the games now. Um, we can't go in the locker room and do 
you know, post-game interviews with the players. We on a, on a regular basis in a normal year, we could do that. We can get in there and talk. We can ask Jesse. You know, coach said you retired. You know, did okay. you ask to come out of the game? We just we can't do that this year. Okay, but you you talked to Matt Park after, and that that question needed to be asked. Did Jesse ask to come out? Matt was with and, me in the in the conference room in Syracuse. Like, okay, so he wasn't out there either. So no. it's beside the point, Paulie. Did he ask to come out? I would like to know that because that decision cost us the game. I, I disagree with you completely. It's not about stats. It's about presence in the zone. He changes everything, and this plus-minus proves that. Let me just tie it into Kadari. Coach actually Paulie, went over it, though, with Brent yesterday and how they scored point, how Houston scored when he was out of the game. And he made some pretty solid points. They hit a three. Syracuse turned over. They got a layup. That was five points. But he changes the game. He make he allows the guards to push out more and guard to three because he holds the fort down down low and it gives them more freedom to get out on the perimeter. He changes everything. I don't think you're understanding that about this. Let me just say something else about this Kadari thing, Paulie. With all due respect, I don't think that you're the guy to tell us if we're fine or not. Now, so is everybody happy with Joe's confidence? Because that, that's what this is about. Jo, everybody's talking about Gerard's confidence, Gerard's confidence. We can't start Kadari. If you, if you know these players, Paulie, and I think you do, starting is everything to a guy like Kadari. He, he wants to start. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to start. Everybody that is a, a logical Syracuse fan knows Kadari should start over Joe. The fact that he was worried about Joe's confidence, deep six. Kadari in this program. Now he's gone and they're in a hole. And tell me, how is Powell, you know, I think his name is Powell, the Auburn guy. Why, why is he going to want to come here and sit behind Joe? They're, you're you're going to get a lesser guard than Kadari to come here. All he had to do was start Kadari, appease him. We are in a better position if Joe leaves than if Kadari leaves. So the loyalty of the coach is hurting this program. The, Bottom line. I, I don't think the coach wants either player to leave, Vito. I don't think right, he wants you, to mess with Joe, either one no, of no, them. No, 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 no. You have to make a choice, though, Paulie. Who would you rather see leave, Joe or Kadari? And I love Joe. I don't get me wrong. I I'm don't want either of him. them to leave. That's that's okay, not. But a, you, if you have to make a choice, if if no, if someone doesn't want to play in the way I'm coaching, I, I would say good riddance. But what's the way you're coaching? Choosing a poor, uh, the, the the lesser player to start. But Kadari was playing in in the crucial points it's of the game. That's not my point. These guys want to start. Well, then you know, go somewhere and start. That's what he's doing. Okay, so you're saying let's play, let's start the lesser player, appease him, because you know that, that you're just a stubborn coach that you don't really care about playing the better guy. You just have loyalty to this one guy, and no, that's all that matters. No, I, I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that fans can't be upset. I'm just saying in four games, I guarantee this program will be fine. Let me tell you something. Last night I watched the Baylor game. There's only two guys this year that I saw that can blow by a defender. It's Mitchell for Baylor and Kadari for Syracuse. I haven't seen anybody get by anybody at will like those two guys, and we just lost one of them. All right. Uh, I mean, there there are plenty of guys who, you know, I mean, okay. Let's not not let this go off the rails here. Um, I... I don't know. Everybody's ahead, entitled to their opinions, and yes, it's it's everything's going like we. I I don't know how many times I could see it. you could be upset. It stings right now. It's like getting dumped. It stings. You'll find another girlfriend, it, and everything will be fine. You, you could be in a lot worse positions than Syracuse is right now. Everything will be okay. I thought I was going to come in and be 
the the optimistic guy for once. Tell everybody everything's gonna be okay, and, and it's it's biting me in the butt because nobody's buying what I'm selling. Everything's gonna be okay. You know, and, and another thing with these players, Steve, is the transfer portal's a lot like having a girlfriend, and then thinking that you're some sort of Mac Daddy and you can go out and score all the chicks you want. And then you break up with your girlfriend and realize nobody else wants to hook up with you. Uh, so it'll all be fine. Is that what it's like? Yes, it's exactly like it. The grass is always greener. There's always so many hot chicks that you think want to sleep with you when you got a girlfriend. And then you leave and you're stuck with none. You're crying at home at night. It'll be okay. All right. We do desperately need to take a timeout. We've got Mike McAllister set to join us next on ESPN Radio. 